how's it going, everybody? You're listening to a bonus episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, and sometimes it's music that we have composed. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Uh, by no means do we mean to say that <laughs> we compose the very best in video game nope. music. Uh, that's just our tagline. Sometimes uh, we don't do what we say in our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we play awful music. No. Uh, today we're really excited. This is a bonus episode. Some of you may know that on Tuesday we released the original soundtrack to Asker, the that's game true. that we've been working on for what is it like three years I now? think on and off for about three years I mean I think we started work on a couple tracks uh, a few years ago and then took a long break did a few more break a few more and it's been kind of that process yeah. <laughs> for a long time and it really is surreal that we're finally going to be able to release it and share it with everyone if you guys have uh, been listening to our podcast for a while for the past few original showcases you've been hearing tastes yeah. of Asker so there are some of you that should be already familiar with some of this music so we may have mentioned some of this before, so hopefully you'll forgive us, but I, I wanted to just Please talk do. a little bit about what the game is like um, and our approach towards the soundtrack, what yeah. we really wanted it to sound like. Uh, the creator, Benny, approached us for writing music to his game, like we mentioned a number of years ago, and he expressed interest in creating kind of a 16-bit arcade-style side-scrolling game. Mm -hmm. uh, in Asker, you play as Thor, you know, the infamous Norse god. And the goal of the game in each level is you're rescuing the Norse gods from their Greek counterparts. Um, so it's, it's a really cool thematic idea, and he wanted us to combine almost the sound of, you know, that medieval barbaric uh, warfare sound mm -hmm. that we get in With you just know, tons fun of video and games. plucky 16-bit style video game music. Exactly. With a heavy em emphasis on groove, actually the main composer that he told us about of his preference, his inspiration was Matt Furness right. in his work on things like Lost Vikings. Um, so that was actually something we listened to up front and tried to capture that sense of fun and groove that Genesis soundtracks have. Right. Uh, I think in terms of the way that we structured the music, uh, we were very heavily influenced by Shovel Knight because That's true. Uh, that... Through a big part of us working on this game, it was around the time when Shovel Knight was oh, first yeah. being released That's and true. being discussed. Uh, and that was a huge influence to us in terms of the idea of having really memorable stage themes with Light melodic motif. motives yeah. Yeah, that are used throughout the score. So, so the last thing we'll say, we are going to get into the music here, is... Uh, Tonally, what we what we kind of wanted to do, and we kind of solidified it the more the more we worked on the project, was to definitely have a heavy emphasis on the Genesis FM synth sixteen yeah. bit sound. But there's actually um, some Super Nintendo sounds mixed in. Right. There's some modern synth sounds mixed in. So it's kind and of this our, hodgepodge. arcade drums. Uh, yeah. The drum yeah. sound, the drum sounds that we used in basically every single piece of music in this game are neither Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo. So we wanted to kind of create the, in the same way that Shovel Knight, how it uses VRC6, it's kind of capturing right. your memory of the NES, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit more. We wanted this to kind of capture your memories of playing an arcade game in the 80s and 90s. So what you guys heard playing in was the title theme of Asker, and it's like a, this really rousing march that's probably the most triumphant melody in the in the game. It's the main theme of the yeah. game. Yeah. What, what happened is, in some of the early pieces that we composed for this game, we kind of split up the dichotomy. Um, mm -hmm. 
As we progressed and we got more comfortable with the aesthetic, we actually would compose together at the same time. That was but in fun. the early tracks, uh, what would typically happen is Carl would maybe come up with a groove and a chord idea, and I would write a melody on top of it. In the next piece that we're going to play today, the stage select was written in that way. In the melody that I came up for it, we decided would actually be a great choice for the main theme of Asker. And, and so that's eventually we, <laughs> we created this uh, March presentation for the title screen. So now let's move on to the stage select from Asker. Here we go. So in many ways, uh, by the way, you guys are listening to Stage Select, which is track two from Asker, which is just uh, newly released. It came out a couple days ago on our Bandcamp. Um, this was kind of a proof of concept for us, like what tone do we want? What style do we want? We definitely wanted to to make Benny happy and make it feel kind of Matt Furnessy in a way. Yeah, exactly. But we also wanted to explore maybe some of our own personal uh, styles that we mm-hmm. enjoy. So when you listen to the groove of this, to me, it kind of feels like a Carl track. Yeah, totally. Um, but then when the melody comes in, it feels like a Will track and that <laughs> exactly. combination is what is Super Mario Auto Brothers to me. Yeah, completely. This stage select is probably my favorite example on the soundtrack of that marriage. I think sure. a lot of the tracks ended up having either different balances of uh, what sections sound like each composer and in general I'm really proud of that, uh, how much work we just did together yeah, influencing I, each other's ideas. Yeah, there was so so much marriage going on. I mean, we, we actually we did get married after this project was done. Yeah. But we should mention that. But there's a divorce uh, soon. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean I can't that. Live with that you. kind of uh, mutual, that that co- collaborative energy was my favorite thing about this project. And I think if this soundtrack is good, and you guys are the, are you know will be the judge of that. Um, I think it's good because of that collaborative energy and that kind of that when we come together, we just it kind of forces us to do a better job than we might do on our own. I think that's true. At the very least, it has us do a very different job because for for some of these pieces, it was a situation where, uh, you know, I would be writing melody and form ideas and coming up with chords, but it was so different than the kind of thing I would be doing if I was by myself because, you know, I had Carl there the entire time and, you know, he'd be trying out a groove <laughs> idea or he'd be suggesting, you know what, this melody, what if it went this direction or, uh, well, you know, also, these chords are feeling too similar. Another thing I'm just realizing now is a lot of times I was kind of nagging you to, to move forward. It's like, uh-huh. okay, finish this section. I want to work on this. And right. that probably actually propelled you to move in a different direction too because maybe there was a little bit of the sense of urgency that there wouldn't have been if you were just left to your own devices given like ample time to work on something yeah so i think, I think that's, that's interesting. interesting you know well I mean, guys i think i could have done brilliantly without <laughs> any of your help <laughs> no I'm that's just where we disagree uh, all right guys now we're going to move on to the first stage theme of the game this is the first stage you'll play it's hades underworld let's take a listen 
Yeah, it's pretty nuts uh, thinking, you know, how long ago it was that we actually created this song. Uh, we, we had shared this on, on an original showcase a couple years ago, I think, now. This is Hades Underworld, which is the first stage theme of the game. Obviously, it evokes some of those elements, some of those cliches maybe you expect to hear from an under underground stage. Um, you know, it feels a little bit dark and maybe ominous, uh, but the fact that it's the first stage of the game, it was important to us that it also felt fairly positive and uplifting. Right. I think this is a theme that our, at least our intent, was to motivate the player yeah. for it to be a fun and groovy well, time. Well, this was really the prototype for the whole soundtrack. This was the first yeah. thing that we created and probably the most deliberate intention of merging the influences, we wanted a piece of music that grooved and felt like classic game music. We wanted something that had a very compelling and catchy melody a la a lot of the great Japanese composers. Yeah. And we also in that B section wanted to hearken to some of the more open fourth and fifth based harmonies that we would associate with like folk music and Norse music in specific. Sure. And then that final C section or that bridge to me feels like a very clear nod to Jake Kaufman's work. Sure. And when I listen to this track now, I do hear the influence from Jake Kaufman. It's pretty clear that we were really kind of fangirling out at that time. Sure. Um, and, and although the musical direction is quite different. I think his 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 general influence on yeah. a broad level was was definitely felt on. Well, this I mean, I think it just forced us to try to create really memorable melodic ideas. We right. wanted each one of these stages to feel distinctive. And I think my goal when working on something like this, I, I always kind of hated in video games when you have an excellent first level and then the rest of the score that doesn't sound anything like it and isn't nearly as good. So speaking I, We of really that, wanted every stage to feel like it could be the very first well, level. And then also ha to have that idea of leitmotif. So speaking of that, the melody you guys just heard, da 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 you guys are about to hear now the first boss iteration. This is the Hades boss fight, which takes melodic material that we just developed, and man, do we, we ever tried to amp it up. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoy Hades boss fight. You guys are listening to the Hades boss fight. This is taking the melodic material we established in our Hades Underworld, which is the first stage, um, and just cranking it up to 11. I had a really good time working on uh, the sequencing of this track, trying to get it to just be as snarly and biting as possible. You have the FM Genesis guitars right. pan to the right. And then there's actually a moment, uh, and this was Will's idea, Let's also incorporate Super Nintendo guitar. So that yeah. final section, there's an SNES electric guitar sample. And having that combination, we were actually really surprised. We didn't expect this going in. 
Combining Genesis and SNES actually works really yeah, well. Yeah, it's completely uh, almost invisible. And as we, one of the things that's interesting is it's not completely true, but for the most part, the order of this soundtrack is relatively chronological, at right. least in terms of the order of the stage themes. And you'll notice uh, we go through different phases. The very first track uh, was mostly modern synths. Mm-hmm. Um, we used a little bit of Genesis instrumentation, and we used some of those uh, art retro arcade drums. But yeah. this track, we start amping up the FM and SNES elements. In some of the tracks we'll hear, it almost feels more exclusively yeah. in a Genesis style. Yeah. Some of the things are more exclusively SNES. And you can kind of notice the different phases that we were in it's compositionally. But true. yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Carl. It was something that we were so delighted by is how well all these different timbres sat with each other one of my favorite things about working on this score was the idea of motivic development when Hmm. we were working on the boss themes we tried our best not to make it a formula so we didn't just simply take all of the you know primary melodic statements and if they were major you know bring them in minor or (laughs) just try to make them demonic we tried to find you know which one of these themes a section b section sometimes there's a bridge sometimes there is a rhythmic interlude which one of these motives can we use as the basis of the boss theme and how can we manipulate it yeah oftentimes we would write new melodies on top of that or or switch the order of things and then we did have some kind of textbook things that we tried to do all the time one thing early on that we did for most of the boss themes was let's make it a half step higher in key and then let's increase the tempo by maybe like 30 to 40 clicks. Right. And that's a general good starting point if you're making a boss theme. What's funny, opinion. yeah, the, the more that we worked on this game, the more, uh, I think, like effortless our instincts were. So we kind of would almost describe what the track should sound like before writing yeah. a single note. And it's actually a really We, we would just talk about the form, you know, like so, this needs to be a fast shuffle with this kind of groove. All right, guys, we're going to play you a jingle. This is nine seconds long. It's the stage clear theme. Uh, let's just play it and just talk a couple things about this. Here we go. There's actually a fun story to go along with this. Will sent me, uh, I think, a voice memo of him playing this, and he just, the way he was performing it, he just was his rhythm was a little off right and i interpreted that is this really complex like polyrhythm <laughs> so yeah, when i gave this to will he's like the uh, way dude, i initially played it it sounded like because i was just stalling uh before the penultimate chord i played it something like and you interpreted that as this weird like metric modulation that's how my brain works listening to it i'm like that's kind of weird what you did with the melody well, i'm kind of the weird original guy. one and then you're like oh no that's what you sent me and i'm like oh i was just i was playing it wrong but i don't think you get this i'm just bad <laughs> <laughs> no but i i'm i'm really happy with these stage clears and in general working on video games one of my favorite things to do is to write jingles because it's such a short moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's the kinds of things, you know, there are so many factors that go into creating a piece of music for something that's just like two seconds long, or in this case, you know, eight seconds or whatever. It really becomes much easier to feel proud and satisfied with every single element of it. So mm-hmm. sometimes these short little jingles are what I'm most proud of. Something uh, that I, I kind of want to call out in this piece, first of all, that melody is going to come back at the end in an alternate presentation. True. Uh, but the cadence, the way that this uh, piece resolves in terms of the chord progression is a little bit striking. And I think it was an idea, Carl, that you had. Yeah. Um, but you're almost setting up 
this resolution expecting to go back to the one and it actually resolves to a major chord that is a third degree away right. from the expected tonic chord. I think it works quite well because it is unexpected and I think the moment of a stage clear uh, we kind of want to keep people on their toes to, to get to make sure you're still engaged for the next level. Um, I think I think it worked out quite it's, well. It's similar to like when you think of um, in Super Mario Brothers you know you have the it doesn't going. actually go back to the tonic it's just that feeling of ascent in uh, victory is kind of what we wanted to capture alright guys now let's move on to a one off theme this is the mini boss fight so this is a theme that would play anytime you're in halfway through a level and you fight you know like we said a mini boss uh, let's take a listen This one was a lot of fun. You guys are listening to the mini boss fight from Asker, which is uh, composed by the Super Mercado Brothers, just released. Uh, if you're curious to hear this soundtrack, it's pay what you want on our Bandcamp, which is supermercadobros.bandcamp.com, and we've been tweeting and uh, Facebooking about it. You can find it there, too. Um, one of my favorite things, I'll just call, call out some of my favorite moments in this. I really liked that groove, that with that kind of hard instrument. I also enjoyed um, really kind of going to town in this one with some some of those kind of Nintendo noise channel samples, which are kind of providing a little bit more syncopation in sure. the drum beat. Um, but yeah, no, this was a this was a melody that uh, will will compose this main melody. And what what I find what I found it to be really effective for a mini boss fight is it's very plucky and and kind of like it's joking. You know, it's yep. kind of like making fun of the the player in a way. Right, because I, I um, imagine because all of these mini bosses are different from level to level. Uh, but I, I was just thinking back to some of my experience in a, a game that I love that had uh, mid-level bosses, um, or I guess uh, not necessarily mid-level, but when you thought of like Sonic 3, the Act 1 and Act 2 boss music was different. So different. And I liked that emotionally, it always felt like the stakes were lower in the first act. And what we really wanted to do with this mini-boss theme is to make it feel rhythmically... Uh, durable and versatile so it could work to it could work for a variety of bosses whether mm -hmm. they're really fast moving whether they're slow moving whether they're large or small uh, that it had uh, this kind of rhythmic energy to it one of my favorite things about it is actually it's kind of Latin yeah the, yeah the short little intro that I composed the ba, 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 da. <laughs> I, I know it seems like a simple sequence of notes but those kinds of ideas are the things that I really work the most to try to feel sure simple and inevitable yeah, and uh, I think, yeah. I like I like that it has that Latin element to it. The there Latin element makes it. it dancey and playful, which wouldn't necessarily be fitting for uh, a, a main boss theme. Because all of our main boss themes in this game, 
uh, are very serious and kind of shredding and like, holy crap, I don't know if I can do this. Right. I mean, I think some of them may come across as almost tongue in cheek in how epic and overblown sure. their presentation is. But yeah, typically they're drawing either from like a more rock influence oh, yeah. or in some cases like an orchestral bad guy <laughs> right. influence. Uh, but yeah, with this theme, it has almost like a Spanish dance quality to it. Also possibly could have been another Jake Kaufman influence. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, guys, we're going to move on to, I don't know. Well, personally, I think this is my favorite track of the game. Would, Me too. Would I, I, I would say, uh, absolutely. I think this was uh, a wonderful example of both of us working together. This has the melodies that I'm most proud of creating. I think this has the maybe, riff that I'm yeah, the most your proud of. best contribution and this is an example of something and maybe the we, production we stuff created together of, yeah you know I mean we even did. though a lot of the material was things that I did or things that you did we did it at the same time in the same room and we're actively influencing so one fun another. so fun let's take a listen to Atlantis which is the second stage theme from Asker here we go fun like listening to this in the course of the soundtrack this is one of the slowest chillest tracks actually as far as the stage themes go um but there still seems to be a good amount of energy to it um and then when we get to this that final bridge section it definitely feels like there's a lot of heart to it you know something that i really wanted from uh something that i really wanted from this piece and it's actually was influenced by one of the dr acula uh tracks that i made um was i noticed that with a lot of the retro video game music when we write it tends to be in more of an old school song form a section b section right and i really wanted to make something that felt like a pop song with a proper verse pre-chorus and and chorus idea and uh one of the only bits of direction that was given to us by Benny the developer um, was the idea that he wanted this to have some classical influence so mm-hmm. in that uh, so in that little pre-chorus that we really wanted it to have this chromatic classical harmony and that's what we kind of tried to play up with those bell instruments you know right. just to kind of change the instrumentation to evoke the fact that okay we're changing musically here before we go back to the world of pop which yeah. we do for the chorus. Uh, yeah, another great, I think, example of us working together was 
on this track developing, starting to coalesce some of our ideas into a signature sound for the game. Yeah, the first true. thing is Carl came in with this riff, the yeah, but as soon as I heard that, I knew uh, where exactly what go, instrument yeah. it had to be. It was an instrument that we used in the Hades underworld, and so for we sure. were already starting to like have signature um, and sorts every of sounds. single stage theme that the that we would work on subsequently we got more of that we were like oh yeah this needs to be this this one this. and it's almost like the work was done for us sure uh, so yeah this was probably my yeah. favorite at least personally just like the experience of working on this track was so fun this melody I remember I was very particularly inspired by the newly released uh, Force Awakens soundtrack the John oh. Williams incredible <laughs> music uh, and specifically that track uh, the Jedi steps and finale I remember just loving how it was a melody that really relied on these open fifths and not so much yeah. implying the third of the chord and so when I was making that melody it was really all about these octave leaps and these perfect fourth or fifth leaps so yeah and kind of hitting on those pillars cool. of strength with the melody was kind of what I was going for it. I remember after I wrote it, you were saying like, gosh, only, Will, only you would write I know. a melody that sounds like film music in a video game track like it's this. It's true. Alright, so now we're going to move on to the boss theme from this stage. This is Poseidon Boss Fight. Here we go. You guys are listening to the Poseidon boss fight, which is the stage two boss theme uh, from, you know, the boss from the Atlanta stage. Uh, this one was so fun. By this point, we definitely knew how to do a boss arrangement in this style, how to take uh, the best parts of the melodies that we think uh, would, would shred <laughs> and then add these other elements. So there's tons of these fast moving arpeggios in this track. We continue the idea of having that FM guitar. Um, this one feels... Um, some ways, I, I think this is probably better than the Hades boss fight. Only, I'm only going to say that because I think singularly you could listen to this and as its own piece of music, I think it's just enjoyable. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, hopefully with all the boss themes, they, they can function that way. This one was actually a bit of a challenge because we decided that we didn't want to use the A theme at all because we right. didn't think that any ways of chromatically altering it or contorting it felt appropriate. And we also, like we said, didn't want 
want it to feel like a formula. So we we kind of constructed this chord progression, and I, I tried my best to write a melody over it. And I remember we were just going to sit on it, and Carl was working on more of the implementation. And I listened to some of that crazy chordal <laughs> arpeggio stuff that so he had in the beginning. About that. I was so blown away by it, and I honestly felt like the things that I were doing were so inferior. So I went back, and I kind of rewrote yeah. the new melodic Which idea. Which was great. And, and that's a great example of the power of collaboration, right. where you were inspired by what I did. I was then, in turn, inspired by what you did. And it's just this kind of endless energy transfer what, it, that was so so, the so last thing great. I want to say about this track is I like how we sort of shook up the form um, because you have the chorus idea the um sure. that was probably the first idea I had of like oh you can take that melodic fragment and bring it through a different chord sequence to change the emotional feeling but then we took what was in the original track a pre-chorus mm-hmm. and made it this final little turnaround that really cool moment looped back around into the form this track has my personal uh favorite arpeggio section um one of the things that that i did a lot on this project was to add these crazy shredding colors (laughs) right like Um, textural stuff and so this has my favorite of those and actually for this one i spent i don't know it was maybe like a couple hours like slowly composing that arpeggio really slow like a thousand percent slower sure and making sure that it it sounded good as its own little line and then cranking it up well the thing that i loved about it is that it almost sounded like a computer yeah. composing it mm-hmm. because it was these rhythms that would be impossible and it didn't come across yeah. you know i i couldn't see the creases in it uh a lot of times with arpeggios like that they're very clearly outlined a chord progression but what I so loved about this one is that it, it kept you know like oscillating you know yeah. it wasn't following a consistent and then pattern what, and that's what, what was like cool about, about with this project is when I did this and I was like okay that was definitely good I want to revisit that idea at some point in the project later on in a later boss theme I, I think it was a boss theme I believe um I actually did that idea, but then I harmonized it. So you have two shredding I think harmonized that's, yeah, in the final boss scene. Yeah. That's what um, so that's pretty much the peak of that of that of that idea. All right, guys, let's move on to a very short. I guess it's a jingle followed by a short little loop, right? Yeah, so basically what happens when you die in the game, much like Mario has this famous we wanted uh, a short little jingle that could play every time the character falls in battle, followed by what would be game over music. Essentially, this happens over a continue screen that just asks you if you want to keep playing. So what we're going to listen to is a track called Game Over, and this is what happens when your character falls in battle. listening to the game over theme from Asker. Uh, this is one that I did just because we knew it was just going to be this short little track. Uh, and at first we were just going to have it be 
this more elegiac section, I guess. And we mm-hmm. wanted something that was almost encouraging. Basically, the emotion was supposed to be something like, oh, isn't that too bad you died, but you can keep going. You know, we wanted it to be inspiring. I always hated in games when it sounded like the music was making fun of you. Right. Um, so I wanted this to be that something wouldn't have been that, appropriate, yeah, yeah. that actually inspired you to keep playing, not kind of like, nah, 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 nah. You know, I, I, I didn't want it to feel like that. Um, well, I think one of the one of the ways that this track still feels cohesive with the project is when we were talking about implementation for this one, it was clear that we still wanted it to be Genesis-y and FM-y and kind of groovy. Biting, like yeah. the way that the guitars and the bass are doubling those triplet rhythms, it, it kind of feels orchestral, but it also right. feels like rocking. And yeah. so when you listen to this after a track like Atlantis or a track like Hades, for example, it feels like it's definitely in the same world. Yeah, I, I was sort of R.I idea of tying everything together even though this doesn't hearken to the asker main title theme the accompanying rhythms like carl mentioned Mm -hmm. are very similar the other thing that we use in addition to those biting fm sounds is the opening jingle the ring jing 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 it uses this very iconic (laughs) orchestra hit sound that was used in tons of arcade music like turtles in time sunset riders classic and uh even um there's like a really compressed one bit sample on the the NES game Super C, Super Contra, sure. uses that same kind of orchestra so hit So that orchestra sound. hit will be back today, yeah. guys. Don't <laughs> worry about that. All right, now we're going to move on to a hidden stage that if you're playing the game, it's possible you might not get to if you're not paying attention. This one had a very different tone. We'll talk a little bit about some of the direction after we play it. Uh, this one is definitely the most, I would say, experimental track in this score. Um, we had it's a, also one of my favorites, though. Yeah, I think it, it was. it's really interesting to listen to. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is Release Stage, Hidden Area. I have some really fun memories with this. This was one where we we had a long conversation about 
Uh, we want, you know, he was like, I want this one to be really creepy and kind of throw people for a loop, um, but still feel cohesive. In general, that was our, probably would have been our goal anyway. We had a long conversation, but I think then we took like a break and we didn't actually get started on it. And we kind of felt maybe a little bit stagnating on it. Right. I came up with this riff on my little mini Casio and sent it to Will. And it was that bass idea. <laughs> and Will like really liked it. And I loved it. And I was like really excited with how much he liked it. And again, it was this energy transfer where because he was into it, it gave him ideas that yeah. I liked. <laughs> I really like inspired all of these different ideas. You know, sometimes when we talk about writing these themes, it's like, you know, you only have a few ideas and you make the whole piece out of it. But that little idea, I, I was really inspired to kind of create this whole atmospheric track out of it. It, it stemmed from an appreciation, again, going back to Koji Kondo, thinking about the underground theme from the original Super Mario Brothers, one right. of the things that was so effective about it is he was constantly changing meters between 3-4 and 4-4. Four, four. Um, and the beginning of this track has a similar uncertainty in terms of when the rhythms are, are going to oh, happen. Oh, incredibly uncertain then, because we purposely make right. the meters like different every single time. Right, and once once the actual groove comes in, it then becomes it's four, more four, consistent. Yeah. What I really liked about the riff that Carl came up with is musically, it seemed completely comfortable being in 5-4, being in 3-4, being in 4-4. Four, four. Yep. And I liked that um, it didn't necessarily throw you out once the groove established. And then when I was tasked with the idea of how would you harmonize something like this uh, I was really drawn to using these half diminished chords or you could think of them as minor six chords basically the progression is similar to the opening of Gershwin's Summertime absolutely uh, with the, in the very dreamy I was also uh, studying a lot of uh, music by Debussy at the time and that half diminished kind of impressionistic a, yeah a staple of his music and so I had some of those interlocking ideas that do 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 well I think it was the right choice because I think the overall emotion that the player gets or even the listener uh, gets with this track wonder mystery wonder yeah. mystery enchantment a little bit on edge like a little bit scary some danger but, here but not necessarily a negative connotation right and the other thing we haven't talked about uh, too much before but the idea of these open fifth or kind of power chord esque harmonies that's just a great gift that's given to us and just a beautiful thing about music that something that on one hand feels very ancient and medieval the idea of these parallel fifths also, also feels rocking. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like rock music and, and sounds modern. So we tried to yeah. do that all over the place in the soundtrack. The other thing, there's a certain vocal sample that happens in this track, this loud choral raw. Um, we, we use it a lot in the yeah, project. Yeah, we may have mentioned it before, but this is actually something that I created. Um, I recorded myself with all these different instances of doing this really demonic choral chant, again in fifths. Um, kind of like then, like a like an orc from like Lord of the Rings would like <laughs> yeah you know, exactly before battle. yeah exactly and um, I created what's called a DPCM sample which is a very compressed audio file a PCM file that is playable on an NES and it gave it that really distorted one bit compressed old sound school. that made it sound like old school video game music so we, we used, used that, that yeah throughout yeah. The all right let's score. move on to this corresponding boss theme this is the hidden boss. Cthulhu boss fight. Here we go. Here we 
this boss fight was a really nice change of pace. If you listen to the actual tempo and groove, it's very different from every other boss theme in the game. It's slower. It's like this demonic march. Right. So it actually has more of an orchestral genre to it. But what I think what's cool is the harmonies we have, the melody. It's very snarky and kind of creepy. Um, it definitely feels like the energy is matching this this world right. of Asker that we've been well, creating. And the, the, the reason we wanted to make this one different is, in my mind, because we didn't actually know the order that all these levels were going to take place in, but I thought, you can't get more monstrous than Cthulhu. Yeah. This is giant monster to bring about like the end of the Which world. Which is why we incorporated even more of like that kind of thundery yeah, sound effects I, I in it. Yeah, I wanted it to, even though we knew it may not have been the final boss fight, I wanted it to feel really epic like you were overcoming this omnipotent force. Uh, musically, I still felt like it was somehow grounded within the world of Asker because we're using this chord progression that I really associate with John Williams. Um, this idea of these two minor chords that are a major third apart, very similar mm -hmm. to like the Imperial March chord progression, but the melodic tone bum, 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 that high dissonant note that that's it lands like video on game creates a minor seventh with that second chord. Well, so also, it's a little bit jazzier. Yeah, than there's orchestral. something about it. Maybe maybe the fact that it's so center stage. Like, hey, look at I'm a cool melody. Right. That's what feels video gamey to me. Mm -hmm. Like in some ways, this melody would be a little out of place in a film. In some sure. ways, because it, it's so center stage. It'd be a little too campy. Maybe yeah. a, it's and, like a and, Batman villain. And I think as a 16-bit style game, it's the right balance, right. in my opinion. Well, and it's the thing that we love about video games is that unabashed quality unabashed, for of sure. taking the center stage. And in many cases, barring influence from film music and you know, television too, music. Too, much, too many things I hear these days are so abashed that it's, <laughs> I like to have things that are unabashed. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to now move on to the next stage theme. This, this one's one of my favorites. We had a lot of fun with this. This is Arcadia Forest. Enjoy. You guys are listening to Arcadia Forest, which uh, on the soundtrack order is the third stage theme that you hear. Uh, really, really am proud of uh, this one. 
The bass was probably one of the funnest things for me to work on. I was inspired by the tones of the Shinobi series. I think Revenge of Shinobi, um, there's there's a couple tracks that have a similar bass tone to this. Yeah, we used a, a VST, a plugin called FM Drive. Which is amazing. And we were just falling so in love with this amazing little piece of software at the time that we kind of, I think, maybe got carried away in this track I think in just using, like, Genesis sounds. <laughs> right. I guess, I guess that's true. Um, I think... One of my favorite decisions that was made, I think I pushed for this really heavily, and there might have been some arguments along the way about it, but to, to have an exclusive FM bass throughout the entire project, every single track has FM bass. Right. That was something that was important to me. I honestly, I don't know if I can explain why. It's just, it felt right, like, the, there was that code of, well, that glue. It was, a, it was a bit of an experiment, and I mean, I don't think you and I are the best to decide whether it worked or not, but we True. were combining all of these different elements of FM synthesis and Super Nintendo orchestral samples and guitar samples mixed with more modern synths and it was this hodgepodge potpourri of sounds so uh, I think the idea of uh, it's not a unified bass sound obviously every single track has um, different tones and everything and some of them are more Genesis-y and some of them are a little bit more modern but yeah we wanted to have something cohesive about that sound what yeah. I was really just what I really enjoyed about making this with you is we ma we really decided from the outset we wanted to do something different both the two principal stage themes that we'd done up to this point had a relatively similar groove in uh, mm -hmm. chord language, and we were proud of both of them, but we really knew we couldn't necessarily no. outdo the Atlantis stage. And when thinking about Arcadia Forest and the visual images that it conjured up, it's supposed to be this uh, mythological like utopia. So we wanted something that was more positive and uplifting. We knew it needed to be in major. Well, also and that rhythmic groove was just something that we came at together. It was a mm -hmm. little bit of you and a little bit of me with the... It does groove and it has those offbeats. Uh, it's also the home of the boss we're about to hear, Pan, and it's it's it was a natural choice to, to evoke that with the flute, the Pan flute. Right. So this is an example of this potpourri because the flute and the guitar is Super Nintendo samples, Right. and the, the guitar, the chords, the bass, drums are uh, FM. So. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to the pan boss fight. This one, oh my gosh, I really, really enjoyed making this, <laughs> this one. This one's one pretty, of my favorites. pretty intense. It's this incredibly is the intense. most fast-paced and epic The one boss thing I'm, I'm really proud of as far as my little contribution, uh, the last little part of this track, there's this prog section right, <laughs> that gets pretty... This like 5-8 feel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So let's take a listen to pan boss fight.
This one has, I think, my favorite uh, main lead instrument of the sure. project. That there's just that really snarling, wide vibrato Genesis instrument. Um, yeah. It's just to die for. Yeah. I'm in love with it. I love that biting uh, melodic. It's tone so as snarly. Well. Yeah, this one was really fun to make, and it, what we noticed is like some of these level themes just lent themselves to these kinds of presentations. Mm -hmm. And what was so great about this pan theme is we really took time at the beginning of the principal stage to establish this repeated groove sure. with these syncopated offbeats, which we continued and in this theme. That was just such a useful device. Because all we really needed to do is increase the tempo and make it minor. Because I was already, harmonically, I was evoking these like parallel major triads. But when you just switched everything to minor, automatically it sounded demonic and yeah. evil. Uh, and then it, it was actually a little bit more difficult contorting the melodies in... Um, the melodies in this iteration because we didn't want it to sound stale and uh, too much like anything that we'd done before. I'm sure. really happy with it. Yeah, and I think that prog section with the organ uh, works out really nicely. It kind of does a weird thing where it does kind of tie everything back around. It ties the room together yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you get back to the loop, it, it does, in my opinion, feel a little bit more exciting. Part of that might be the difference in the the, uh, the upbeat to the downbeat thing with the prog things. It's a little bit more doom, 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 and then when you get back to right. it's kind well, of there's exciting. also something that uh things that i think you and i haven't really examined but just big impacts on the overall idea of what the piece is going to be originally the ending of your prog section resolves in a different way i yeah. can't quite remember it now but i remember saying like oh no it needs to resolve to this key or whatever and that's the key we'll make the song in true um in the original idea that i had for it resolving was basically to just resolve to this do 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 and then that's actually going into it but we yeah we didn't end up using that idea for the loop point but then that idea of the repeated note which is one one of my favorite things did. about the boss. Yeah, exactly. It really <laughs> it, honestly one of my groove. favorite things of this whole of this whole score is that do 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 Yeah. Just, oh gosh, I, I love it. All right, guys. Now we're gonna move on to um, as far as like the timeline of when we worked on it. The last uh, thing that was composed for the project. It's a short little cutscene. Uh, I guess jingle, maybe not jingle. So, it's a short little cue. Yeah. What happened is when we were coming up with ideas for a final boss theme, um, one of the ideas I had was something more like character based. Um, and it was this, and it again, sounded a lot like film music. And I, I think Carl also, and I eat Carl and I both agreed that it wasn't necessarily appropriate. Um, but what ended up subconsciously happening is the first few notes of the melody, um, became motives that I ended up using all over the place mm -hmm. in the final boss theme, eventually turning things into like a fugue and everything. Right. And so when we were completing the soundtrack, I thought like, you know, in order for this final boss theme to really be meaningful, we need to hear the original sure. iteration which is what this is this is a new evil rises Thank you. 
You guys just listened to A New Evil Rises, which is a short little cue, which I, I think it works in the context of the soundtrack and hopefully the game, uh, because it kind of sets you up, it introduces you to this very different musical palette of like this demonic Baroque organ with some dissonance. Uh, we're going to get that sound later on. And so I think to introduce it with a 38 second uh, cue, it was, right. was, I think, a good choice. Well, the other thing, uh, like story-wise, I like that it's not symmetrical, that this point and kind of a turn in the story happens towards the end, but not before the final level. Yeah. I always loved that in games. We kind of wanted to have some transitionary music between, you know, the fun Arcadia Forest and the more serious and imposing music that we hear throughout the rest well, of the Well, I also enjoy, th- with the title, there seems to be a little bit of a nod, because it's called a new evil rises and we're about to physically rise right in location because we're about to move on to mount olympus we're about to move on to the heavens right uh so i thought that was that was cool too now one more one more maybe disclaimer guys is obviously these are our opinions like when we say things like oh we think this worked and we think this was cool like obviously those are our opinions you guys can disagree um this this is definitely a personal project for us so we definitely have uh, maybe yeah, hopefully is this episode coming out on April Fools? So hopefully everything we're saying uh, isn't on opposite day. I think you know what I'm saying though. I mean, I, th- I think we definitely have rose-colored glasses when it comes to this soundtrack. Um, well, so. I think when you spend a long time on something, you become invested on it in a degree that maybe you otherwise wouldn't if it was just one individual piece of music. But we so, did try our, our best with this. I guess what I'm trying to say is thanks everyone for <laughs> indulging us. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. All right, let's move on to the next stage theme. This is Mount Olympus. Here we go. So this one, um, I also have really fond memories of working on. There's a similar story to the way this one started, where we kind of had a little bit of this dead end where we talked a lot about it and had some ideas, uh, I think, 
we started coming up with an idea. It didn't really go anywhere, and we kind of stalled on it. And then I brought in this opening riff. Right. And Will, once again, was like, that is the direction we should go. And he just took, you know, just off to the races, kind of (laughs) continuing with, you know, the the melodic ideas and and talking about how we're going to arrange it and implement it. Um, And I just had a really good time focusing more on the implementation side of the rest right. of this theme. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. It, it, has, it was not easy to work on, but it was very rewarding. Yeah, these dual characters. I really liked the harmonic palette that you came in with that riff. Um, and we worked together on uh, figuring out how it would end and transition into different that sections. That was really hard. That took yeah. so long. It wasn't easy to figure out how to start this track because I didn't feel comfortable just starting with the riff. I wanted some. Well, kind you know of what's funny is haze uh, at the beginning. That ending transition was we were just hitting our heads against the wall, and there was maybe a little bit of animosity at that point because we had so many arguments like, "Oh, we're just we, how are we going to do it?" But now when I take some time away and listen back to it, I it's love that transition. Really cool. Well, because what happened is I knew I wanted to have this almost orchestral section in like a six-eight time. Because to me, that type of energy and some of those harmonies felt almost like this holy land, sacred ground. Yep. And when characterizing Mount Olympus, I really wanted it to be, you know, this is a place where the gods lived and this is the home of Zeus. So it needed to have that kind of majesty. But because that type of groove was so at odds with the basic part of the loop it always felt unsatisfying going back to it so I think eventually I came up with the idea of this certain dissonant chord that would strike and just this flurry of like orchestral harp texture to kind of almost like shock us back into the original groove I liked it you know it's interesting when working on game music we've always explored different ways of reintroducing the loop point. Um, sometimes you want to minimize it as much as possible so you don't even realize it's happening. That's sometimes the, the most preferred opposite. method. But sometimes it's actually a nice effect to draw attention to it. Like in the first track, the Hades Underworld, um, the thing that happens right before the loop is everything cuts out and you just hear one of those choral, rah! Well, one thing I, I want to mention is that the the player never knows where the loop is because you can't tell, is that a loop or are they repeating an, an idea? Right. Sometimes so, you try to uh, yeah. disguise the loop by Sometimes you ma- having you want, internal repetition. Yeah, you want to make it sound like, oh, it's just repeating a section. So this is a moment that the loop point is probably very obvious to most people, mm-hmm. but we tried to use it for a musical effect. And Yeah, in general, I love this Mount Olympus theme. I'm, I'm really happy with Me how too. it turned out. It's, it's very different than a lot of the other stages in the game and intentionally um, so yeah and i think when the players experience it in the game they would experience that difference because you know m- because there is some sense of almost finality or this penultimate stage in Mount Olympus. Well, now let's move on to the boss theme for this particular stage. Of course, you're going to be battling with Zeus here. This is the Zeus boss fight from Asker. <laughs>
We're listening to the Zeus boss fight. Uh, another great reason why I really wanted to have that triplet idea or that 6-8 idea in the Mount Olympus theme is yeah. I just knew how effective it would be when we brought some it of those ideas into works. the boss theme. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely certain techniques that you just know you're going to bank on it. And some people might say, oh, that's kind of lazy. But if something works, it's really nice when you're when you're having to compose this much music for a project to have those things in your back pocket that you know will work, right. that you don't need to spend a lot of time worrying about, and you can move on to finishing it. You well, know? and also... When choosing what thematic ideas should return, that's really the only thing from the Mount Olympus True. that carries over. And it's the most striking part of that idea. Yes, it's not the primary theme. It's not that riff idea that you came up with. But it's this very striking moment that felt heroic. And so we thought the juxtaposition of the thing that felt heroic by inverting it and making it feel evil, I think, could help emphasize the fact that you know you're fighting Zeus in a lot of games or just in mythology you know Zeus is the ultimate god and he's almost like this noble figure well remember but we wanted to make it almost transformed into something evil right well remember when we were in the basement of my house working on this and and right. I, I think I had the idea of doing that and I was like oh you should make that like this violin type thing doing that um, right. and, and that was another one where it did it, we were kind of in the same space and kind of throwing ideas back and forth. Um, this was another one that was not easy to work on. Some of these boss fights, especially the ones that were a little bit more experimental, like I think the Hades boss fight was, was fairly easy to work on. Um, but some of these later ones, they, they were definitely very challenging and, and we're just, we're relieved when we finally were able to finish right. them. All right, guys, let's now move on to the final stage of the game. This is Frozen Yggdrasil. Here we go. are listening to Frozen Yggdrasil. Now, in some ways, this this might be maybe my second favorite track. I, I really, really am proud of this track. Me too. Um, this one obviously has more ambience and atmosphere. It starts off with these kind of uh, expanding sound effects, really kind of, you know, driving home the fact that this is like a f ice world and that's the final mm -hmm. stage. Um, but I think it has elements that are just classic Asker, as far as the tone right. we established, it well, grooves, in, it's fun. In terms of the division of labor, this is a track mm -hmm. that I came up with like all of the 
main musical ideas and mm-hmm. you did all of the implementation. Which, dude, it was so fun to try to make those ideas come to life. There's this one section, it's the bridge. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys will notice, but it's definitely kind of inspired by Star Fox and 2 that, Eladar. That was, a, that was a text I sent you. I remember I was at work and I'm like, uh, can you make that bridge section Just be Star Fox sound 2. like the B section from Eladar? And I was like, yep, on it. <laughs> and it was so fun to make that happen. And, well, what, uh, what I'm really happy about this is this piece is comprised of melodic ideas that span really like a three-year time period. The main melody... That's true. I came up with uh, actually before the Hades theme. Oh, dude, we should... The very first thing that I ever came up with for the game. I don't remember what year, but it was was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day... And was it 2014 or 15? It must have been 14. Um, we ca- we started work on the Hades Underworld theme. So, and that same day, you came up with this melody, and you were so like... Before you even came over, I it was in the morning, and I was taking a shower. Mm-hmm. And just in my head, I had him... And then when I did come over, you were like, can you please take a voice memo of this? And I did. And right. then we're like, okay, now let's forget about that, and we'll use that later. Let's right. do Hades. Years later, you still remember I remember... I didn't remember what the idea was, but I... I remember I had a killer idea. And I searched through my phone and luckily still had the voice memo from that day. The other thing I want to mention is every single one of these melodic sections was created away from the piano. So that main theme and then the B section was an idea that I came up with last year and had a recorded voice memo of. Right. Um, and then that kind of middle pre-chorus section uh, was just an idea that I came up with also just vocally when recording the voice memo. Um, for Carl, but I was just happy because um, I think not not all the music in this game was created that way, and mm-hmm. it's always my goal with the melody to make it something singable and memorable. Sure. And I felt especially strong about this one because I knew you know all these were themes that I just created by singing. And you know what, dude, I feel the same way. Some of my favorite uh, riff contributions to this project were the ones that I just came up with by singing it in the sure. car. I think um, I think there is something very powerful about coming up with something without away from an instrument right uh, and actually this is very special too because we're actually recording this little bonus episode in the same room that we first worked on the uh hades underworld oh, in. that's true i wasn't so, even thinking about that that's pretty special all right guys let's move on to the final boss theme this is ymir the ice giant here we go
Yeah, at this point, um, maybe the thing that I'm the most proud of, uh, if the listener gets to this point in the soundtrack, is I think they're going to be very clear that, okay, this this is the Asker sound. This is a defined... This game has its own sound that after you've kind of gone through this journey, you can kind of maybe describe what it is, or you can, at least emotionally, you right. can kind of describe what it is. And we, uh, and we just really kind of delighted in using some of the instrument choices mm-hmm. that we had accumulated or and like like the like soundtrack. we mentioned earlier, this one is the one that has that harmonized shredding arpeggio section. Right. So using techniques that we've we've uh, taken little notes of during the project and say, let's revisit this mm-hmm. again because that worked. This instrument's great. Let's use that again. Right. And so in some ways, this final boss theme was kind of like a final wrapping up of almost everything that we really enjoyed about the project. Right. In some we ways. created this uh, track by actually. FaceTiming with each other and we couldn't find an initial palette. I played Carl actually that idea that became the a new evil rises and he felt like I don't know if that's the right tone for this and then we both started playing some chords and I came up with that riff mm-hmm. and I wrote that melody on top of it and we knew like oh we really had something and then Carl had this chord progression idea for a B section and so I thought like what if I wrote a melody that um, instead of being in a prominent voice was in the bass register mm-hmm. it's it's a technique that we hadn't really used so far in this game but it happens all the time in classical music and I know. believe that is the same moment where those shredding arpeggios are happening exactly so what kind really of well. gave the um, the treble register it was it kind of allowed you to have that whole range Which to was just so kind of fun. go nuts with it because yeah. the melody was still prominent since it was um, in such a different range. The other thing about mm-hmm. this that uh, I'm probably the most proud of is that which is the main melodic nugget and it comes back from that sure. theme of evil that we heard earlier. I kind of turned it into this Baroque fugue for the final section of this. Yeah. Uh, what happens is you have this great, Carl did this, this really shreddy solo. <laughs> it sounds like this bluesy like Yoshi's Island thing. I love it. Um, and then we have this <laughs> organ fugue. That all this counterpoint happening and what i was really happy happening in this track is yeah i've been taking organ lessons for a few years now ever since i've been in college Mm -hmm. and i also took a class my freshman year called um contrapuntal techniques where we learned baroque counterpoint and how to write fugues yeah so it was like this crazy moment of like you got to use what you've been working to write music for a game and i'm using things that i learned in school pretty great let's hope Uh, we can continue with it that uh, and also one nice thing is we had introduced the idea of like a, a final bridge and a boss theme that features organ with that proggy organ section. Sure. So now we're going from a proggy organ section to like a fugue organ section, right. which in some ways feels more. It epic, still has right? this like digital Hammond sound, but it yeah. sounded more religious than like a rock. <laughs> more organ. religious. It definitely does. All right, guys. So imagine you've beaten the game. Uh, you have a little bit of sigh of relief here as we listen to the ending theme. Here we go.
so in this ending theme, I really, uh, I, I knew f- um, from years ago that for the ending of the game, I wanted to do more of a emotional presentation of the stage clear music. Yep. Um, and this presentation was just something I came to. But what was exciting to me, in addition to that, is I knew, well, if I'm doing that in a lyrical presentation, you still need some sort of fanfare <laughs> for beating the game. Sure. So I kind of came up with a new stage clear jingle idea yep. and then on top of it played this and, other music and, and then evoked all- that stage select. Exactly. And that was the final ingredient that that was needed to make this cohesive in the project because, hey, it still grooves, doesn't it? You still get that drum beat. You still right. get a funky bass, and the idea of it evoking the stage select, which is something that game-wise you'd be hearing throughout your journey, sure. uh, feels feels. It's almost like this meta moment yeah. of acknowledging the player and their victory. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, we've we've reached the final track. What we're going to do is we're going to use the final track as the playout, which only makes sense, right? It's the credits theme, um, and we were we are going to uh, kind of explain a little bit, set it up before we play it for you guys. Uh, it was kind of an emotional thing for us to work on this credits theme, and we're really happy with with how it turned out. Uh, one of our favorite things about the Sonic series was that in some of the Sonic games for the Genesis, the credits w- were was this moment where you heard the themes of all the stages all the stage music but in a medley yeah and it's funny it's an experience that we've both tried to do separately in different projects in uh carl's sonic-esque albums some of you may remember that he used a similar effect in the final track but you know in each instance i remember also and i was a little bit younger back then i was always really critical of that was the thing about your soundtracks that i would always say like oh the problem is that they're different tempos and they're in different Mm -hmm. keys and which is hard to do yet to the original sonic uh medley they were all the same tempo and they were all the same key and it mm-hmm. kind of made it feel less like a medley and more like one song so the verse <laughs> of of you know green hill would seek into the chorus from labyrinth zone which is also something that benny was interested in us doing but what that meant was having to completely from like the ground re-sequence up everything. resequence all of this so basically this is a medley of all the themes we hear most of the themes we hear in the game um, but all completely resequenced for for this musical montage, and it ends with this final tag of the main asker. And theme. when we listened to this for the first time, uh, we definitely got emotional because we had such a wonderful experience working on this project. We're excited to share it with you. Thanks everybody so much for um, taking the time to listen to this bonus episode. Us gab about our experience with it. We hope you really do enjoy the soundtrack, and we hope that we can work on many more game projects in the future. Um, if anyone listening um, is a game maker and you didn't know that we compose and you're ever looking for music, feel free to shoot us an email at supermarcadobros at gmail.com. Uh, we always have a good time working with developers. We love the collaborative process. We've been fortunate enough with a few projects to have um, quite a bit of input, uh, creative input into the direction uh, of the music. And so that that has been um, wonderful to yeah, work we on. We want to give Benny. Uh, a thanks yeah, to Benny Lindbergh, the, the creator. He's yes. just been an incredible collaborator and it's just been a joy working with him these last few years. And we don't know exactly when the game is going to be released, but we, we are hopeful that it will be fairly soon. And if, if not uh, the full game, maybe like a demo. Uh, so again, we'll we, keep we're not you in guys, charge of that. We'll keep you <laughs> yeah. guys appraised of its progress um, yes. as it continues. All right, guys, we're going to play you out with the credits and we'll talk to you on Monday with Listener Show and Tell. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. 